Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin Bechtel with you here. It's the fan early morning show on a Friday. The Steelers on the bye week in preparation for the L.A. Rams next week. It's a get right. It's a get healthy week. For the first place, Pittsburgh Steelers. So weird saying that, huh? After a dismantling against the 49ers to begin the season. And then the Cleveland win that you didn't feel very great about. It wasn't the greatest win. It wasn't skin crawling or whatever James Franklin said in his presser to the question that he was asked about just chucking it up and throwing the ball deep this past week for Penn State. But the Houston game wasn't pretty. A, a loss that was, oh man. What's the what's the correct word? It wasn't pretty. It was just another disaster is probably the best way to put it. So for the Steelers to be able to bounce back 2-0 against divisional opponents. Yes, both at home. Yes, both by close margins. Yes, both sealed because of an Alex Highsmith forced fumble. And a T.J. Watt fumble recovery in the first game for a touchdown in the second, just to close it out. So the Steelers hit the bye. And last year, entering the bye at 2-6, and six, things looked bleak. The writing was on the wall for Mike Tomlin for not having a winning season. You know the story. Steelers averaged just 16 points per game. Nothing was going very well. Kenny Pickett was just getting into the fold. It was the Mitch Trubitsky offense, and it was Trubitsky getting a lot of the blame, coinciding with Matt Canada, who has gotten all kinds of blame, including at the Penguin game. We'll get to that in a moment. But now all the conversations of how good can the Steelers be out of the bye this year and trying to compare last year at the bye to this year. At the bye, where the Steelers went on a tear, 9-8, and eight, just missed out on the playoffs. But Kenny Pickett, when he got inserted into the lineup, game-winning drive against the Raiders, game-winning drive against the Ravens, solid way to close out the year. Steelers pretty much exceeded all expectations of what they could have done at the bye. Their points per game last year after the bye, Rose from about 15 points per game to 21 points per game. So the, the Steelers took a step back, looked at what they were doing, 
and, and made adjustments. And Kenny Pickett said that, you know, the thought process is to try to do the same thing this year. He said, it's just look at what we're doing well and continue to do those things, Pickett said. That's going to always be things that we could take out or add. Tune up some certain things that we're not doing well. I think there's different ways to attack it. Well, it's a little bit different for me this year because there are different factors at play. One, Deontay Johnson's coming back. Two, after missing a game, a game and a half, it appears Pat Fryermuth could be back from a hamstring injury. What will the status be of the offensive line? Who knows? But Matt Canada, he will be around. The offense is going to be getting its number one wide receiver back in Deontay Johnson. I still think George Pickens is number one quality, or at least he will be. But this is the reason you're paying Deontay Johnson $18 million. And it was kind of apparent in that Houston game of, well, even in the Baltimore game, how much the Steelers miss and, you know, truly appreciate when Deontay Johnson's out there on the field. We give a lot, Deontay Johnson a lot of crap for running backwards, dropping the football. Deontay drops in, as he's referred to by some people. But no, he's a valuable receiver. Space over the middle. The Steelers, I know, don't like to use the middle of the field too often under the Matt Canada offense, but when he's there, it opens up some more routes for George Pickens. That's how good George Pickens was in that Ravens game. With a touchdown over 100 yards receiving. Can Deontay Johnson help to bring the best out of George Pickens? And George Pickens on the opposite end. Help to bring the best out of Deontay Johnson. Pickett continued. I think we did a really good job of getting started on it. You know, guys came in with a great attitude. So we're looking forward to getting healthy and continuing that. But the difference is, truly, compared to last year and this year, Kenny Pickett has been the starter the whole year. Last year, it was Trubisky's job. And then Pickett came in. The bye week was really the time where he got to get more comfortable. He got the offense flowing. But Pickett, he's been in it the whole year. Things drastically changed from a preseason where it was lights out, five touchdowns, five drives, to the point of where we are now. Is it a schematic thing? Is it a Steelers not being aggressive thing? Could be all the above. Could be factored in with injuries as well. Deontay Johnson hurt in the opener. Dan Moore Jr. has been out a couple weeks. But Broderick Jones held his own. Broderick Jones was really good in that Ravens game. Especially the Ravens like to bring pressure. Like to pressure the young quarterback. Kenny Pickett has been very good under pressure. That's something that kind of goes under the radar. How good Pickett has been with guys in his face. When he's not spinning out to the left and running into sacks on the play that got him hurt against Houston. But I do question how much, I feel like the bye week, yeah, typically it's beneficial for the opponent that you're playing that next week. But for the whole entire season, because you won the Baltimore game, even though the offense was still not very good, If you would have lost, got blown out by Baltimore, which was very possible, truly, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say that, hey, the Steelers could have easily lost that game. Drop touchdown by Aguilar. Drop touchdown by Bateman. Lamar Jackson fumbled. 
Ravens had two fumbles altogether. Lamar Jackson threw a pick in the end zone after the Gunnar Olszewski fumble when they could have just scored, ran it out, boom, ball game. But the Steelers' offense responded. George Pickens touchdown, okay. So Matt Canada, he explained what his version of the picket to Pickens touchdown was like. And, you know, every time I hear Matt Canada, I try to take it with a grain of salt. This guy knows how much he's under fire. I think he's trying to, when he speaks to the media, portray as a lot more likable than he wants to be. Everybody cheering in the box, in the coach's booth, excited for the touchdown when Matt Canada didn't look like it. And people are saying, yeah, you know, um, maybe he was just looking for the next play or whatever. Oh, whatever. Maybe he didn't call it. I think maybe it's a combination of everything. But, man, you could crack a smile. Here's what he had to say about the play. Broke the huddle, had a play called. You know, Kenny did it multiple times through it in this game. You know, we had a cover zero plan, which we've always had. In that exact instance, you know, the routes were kind of called in the huddle, but the protection had to change. So he came out, he saw it, he made the protection adjustment. George, you know, the three guys stayed on what they had because they were the routes that, that they need, you know, that, that worked in that point. You were pressed across the board. So Kenny did a great job, but again, he probably did that three or four times throughout the game. And, and, and everybody did a good job with that. So it worked out. You get to that point, the way these situations of, you know, they got, they got ex- aggressive, really excited. Kenny saw it, really excited. The line did a great job and kept a tight end in, did that. And, and GP won his battle and, and did a good job. And it was a big, big play for us. So, you know, nothing earth shattering there overall, but, you know, Matt Canada's under a lot of heat. And what do you want him to say? It's not like we thought about this with the, the Mike Tomlin press conference after Houston. People were so disappointed. They were like, ah, Tomlin, you've got to come out and say that there's going to be changes. And then the changes that were made, oh, physicality in practice. We're going to put the pads on and make it a more physical practice, which you should be doing for a Steelers-Ravens week in the first place. But altogether, you can't expect Mike Tomlin, you can't expect Matt Canada to come out and truly say what you want them to say, it's not going to happen. And I think fans are really naive to, th- to that. They want Mike Tomlin to just come out and say when they listen to the press conference, oh, Matt, you know, Matt Canada's going to be gone, or we're going to make significant changes, there's going to be a new play caller, or yeah, the offense is entirely terrible right now. If you had a coworker that was not playing up to par, that was not you know, doing his job, his or her job correctly. And you weren't very happy with it. You wanted to voice your displeasure. Would you voice your displeasure to your boss? Like Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney? Or Omar Khan, Andy Weidel? Maybe. Probably. Or would you rather voice your displeasure in front of 20 media members and millions of people across the world that is watching you under the microscope. That's just what coach speak is. It's just the reality of sports. I mean, coaches say one thing when the reality is the opposite may be true. And Mike Tomlin says, oh, the offense is taking strides. Does he really believe that? In some areas, yes. Jalen Warren's breaking off some runs. Najee Harris 
appears to be finding holes, finding gaps at times. He's run well in some games. He's looked well in a couple, not so well in a couple others. Steelers have also been a little bit banged up. The defense was not good against Houston. Got run all over the place against the Houston running game that was averaging like 70, 80 yards per game. Now the Matt Canada, Fire Canada chance at the Penguin game and the Penguins opener. Honestly, who cares? Why are we making such a big deal out of it? I see, here's the thing. I don't care either way. I looked at it and was like, man, you know what this really says? This is a football town, and if anybody doubts it, just just listen. Just listen to the fans. This is the Penguins opener. Much anticipated game. There were only 50 student rush tickets available the whole entire morning to be able to claim for students where it's like 24,000 is the number of people who receive student rush techs. 50 were available. This was a highly anticipated game. Connor Bedard, number one overall pick in town. The big three of Crosby, Malk, and Otang broke the all-time record for a trio playing together in the major four sport, major four sports, the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, and the NBA. History. Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter had it with the Yankees. They broke in 18 years. So, much anticipated game. The debut of Eric Carlson. And you hear Fire Canada. What does Mac Canada really think of it? Does he want to talk about it? Probably not, right? Now rolling into another sport. Do you have a message for the fans that are saying that? I do not. Nah, no message. I mean, I don't blame Matt Canada. I wouldn't say anything either. Should he? No. Is it in his best interest to say anything? No. Like, yeah, it's in his best interest to just keep your mouth shut. Not say anything at all. Are we being too harsh on Matt Canada when there's chance at other sporting events? I tweeted out to somebody that, you know, was making a really big deal out of this. Just, who cares? Like, yeah, everybody knows the football town, first and foremost. Why are they chanting that? I don't know. It just encapsulated the city. Should they have at at the game? Honestly, no. But I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Somebody tried to compare it to when you're at a wedding and somebody proposes at a wedding and tries to steal all the thunder away. And I said, what? I don't know how that made any sense. But that's that's the comment that was that was thrown at me. So I was like, okay. I just kind of left it at that. The guy that tweeted at me, I won't throw out his name. It's the equivalent of proposing at someone else's wedding. It's literally saying we care more about what this other team in the city does with an assistant coach than the home opener we paid to come see. Okay. Just leave that at that. So will the Steelers' offense evolve? Will it be a little bit different after the bye? I don't think it'll be as much improved as it was last year after the bye. I mean, what's going to change? 
quarterback changed last year. The play caller's not going to change. If the Steelers are going to make a change, it was going to be right now. But they're first place in the AFC North, 3-2, and two, beat the Ravens. La, 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 la. The Steelers needed a change. 90% of the country would think that. Matt Canada is going to continue to be shown in the booth. His plays, some of them are actually pretty decent. They're okay. It's when he decides to call them. I mean, I don't think that we can completely crush Matt Canada, call him the worst coordinator in NFL history. Look, he's not great. I don't think he's one of the... I think he's probably bottom five coordinator. He might be one of the worst, yeah. But it's all about execution as well. And how much blame should go on Kenny Pickett with that? Well, Colin Cowherd weighed in from Fox. I'm not surprised at all by his take. We'll hear it. What's his faith level in Kenny Pickett? That's coming up next here on the Early Morning Show. Sports Radio, 93.7, the fan. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Okay, I know a lot of you guys hate this guy. Um, hate's a strong word. I don't like to use hate. You know, I, I really don't. It, it, it is a strong word. You guys strongly dislike this guy because he has big takes. He's bold. He's brash. But a lot of the times, he's right. Now, will he be, in this case, time will only tell. Colin Cowherd of Fox Sports is somebody who likes flash. He likes a lot of points. I watch him pretty often. I think he's one of the best in the business, best in the, the industry. From a straight radio perspective, the way that he formulates his opinions, presents his arguments, it's really good. It's really good radio. It's really good TV. As somebody, you know, young, newer to the business, you know, he's somebody to look at. And, you know, his delivery and everything is something that, you know, a lot of people want to emulate. So Colin Cowherd has been down on the Steelers for seemingly years. I don't know the last time. And Cowherd has always been like, oh, hum on the Steelers. He had them as high as nine in his hurt hierarchy this year. Thought of them decently well when Ben was there. We put a lot of blame on Ben. But now he turns his attention to Kenny Pickett. It doesn't seem like he's been the biggest fan of Pickett at all since he was drafted in what was a very weak quarterback class. Other than, you know, that Mr. Irrelevant guy, Brock Purdy, lighting up the league for the undefeated 49ers. Cowherd on Pickett. Anything good to say? I was told for years they didn't like drafting University of Pittsburgh kids because if they didn't make it, they'd have to get rid of them and they share facility. Pittsburgh, the Roonies are just embedded in that community. And they didn't want to draft Pittsburgh kids and cut them or trade them. They're going to keep Kenny Pickett around for years. They're not going to bail on Kenny Pickett, a first-round quarterback. They're not going to do it to that kid. And I got to tell you, I don't see it. <laughs> I, I just don't see it. I, I, think, I think there was an era where you could play great defense and hit one or two big throws over the top. I just don't think this is the era. He does make some points at the end there. I mean, how many big explosive plays... Do the Steelers have that George Pickens play, that Calvin Austin play? That's kind of it, right? Through five games, 
Now, look, I'm not writing off Kenny Pickett or anything here. I'm not trying to say that what Cowherd is saying has ultimate validity here in terms of not wanting to draft pit guys. I mean, we all know how not selecting Dan Marino went was selecting Kenny Pickett, the next great pit quarterback, trying to make up for that. I mean, there might be a little bit to it, but not much. Look, it is tough. Remember James Conner in that situation? James Conner always got hurt. He beat cancer. It was a great story. Late third-round pick. I think it was 102nd or so overall, 106 overall. It was a great story, but he got hurt. He wasn't effective. It was sad. He had to go. He went to Arizona. Made, you know, some really, really good, solid runs for Arizona the last couple of years. He had a great year last year. He was pretty solid the year before that. Now he's been hurt this past year. But James Conner is still a you know solid, consistent running back. It just did not work out in Pittsburgh, especially probably because part of it was that the line was so trained to block for Le'Veon Bell <clears throat> that it just did not work out for James Conner here. But for Kenny Pickett, Coward does make some points in terms of the overall total offense because Kenny Pickett has improved his arm strength. He's improved his accuracy. There are still some points in time where you watch, though, and you wonder, can he connect on the deep ball? Can he truly make the throw to the numbers? He did the Pickens a ton in the Ravens game. And I think that should build up some confidence that Pickett is able to do that. The Steelers really shouldn't panic offensively. I don't think they are. It's not good. Nobody should admit that it is. Nobody should say it is because it's not. They'd be lying if anybody said that it was good. What they're seeing right now. But should we write off Kenny Pickett this early? I am on record saying I'm 65% sure that, you know, maybe he's not the guy. I'm kind of deferring my ultimate, is he truly, is he not the guy towards really the end of the season. Or really until a competent offensive coordinator is sitting up there in the booth or that's working with him on the sideline. I prefer, and look, I'm not this huge football junkie that played, you know, I I did not play like Doran in the NFL or in college for a consistent amount of time. Like, I don't know the true nuances of how great it is to have the offensive coordinator up in the booth compared to on the sideline. But from what I've accumulated, who I've talked to, players, no matter who it may be, I understand that coordinators can see the field a lot better whenever they're up in the booth, but there's also has to be something to being on the sideline with your quarterback, going through it with them, going through the offensive plays and looking at the tablet together compared to just being on the phone. It's that face-to-face conversation that, look, there's a reality to it. In our generation now, we see a lot less of that with texting and FaceTime kind of brings it back into the equation just for a real-life perspective, but 
I kind of like my coordinators on the sideline. Talk to the players. Go over play concepts on the Microsoft Surface tablet. So it might be a small thing, but Kenny Pickett needs more time. You can't write him off. I don't think that they're going to keep him around. The one thing that I will disagree with Cowherd, well, a couple things. One, we can't write him off just yet. Two, they're not going to keep him around if he's just horrible. Why? Because they didn't with Connor. And Connor wasn't completely bad. But he wasn't producing when he left. He was getting hurt. It just was not working. They had needed a change. In comes Najee Harris. The Steelers, yes, believe in Kenny Pickett. They want him to be the franchise guy. But if they see that the writing is on the wall and it's just not working out, I don't think they're going to give him a long-term contract, pay him quarterback money, which is like $30 million now, just to be in quarterback purgatory for five years. I mean, Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, that's it for this franchise. Looking from the early 80s to the early 2000s, a huge window of nothing. Buddy Brister, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart, Tommy Maddox. I just, maybe it's just me personally, do not want to believe that the Steelers would stick around with Pickett if everything just continues to fall, if everything just falls apart. But they're three and two, first place. Yeah. Let's see more offense. Let's actually see this bye week work like last year. I'm not as confident that it will. But that's why they play the games. Coming up next, Major League Baseball. Yeah, they played the games, and wow, a lot of unexpected things happen. We'll talk about it coming up. And why the playoff format? Find the way it is. I'm Austin Bechtold, Sports Radio, 97 The Fam. Baseball, stats that matter. There were three MLB teams that had... 100 wins this season. Congratulations on all your regular season success. They went at combined 1-9 and nine in the playoffs. 1-9 and nine for 100 win teams. Baltimore, Atlanta. Hey, they won a game. They beat the Phillies. Well, it didn't really matter. They won one game in the postseason for these 100 win teams. I mean, that's insane. The Dodgers got swept by Arizona. Atlanta lost three out of four to Philadelphia. The Rays won 98 or so games. Yeah, they didn't win in the wild card. Here we go. Here's your official totals. The Braves, 104 games. Eliminated. Orioles, 101 wins. Eliminated. Dodgers, 100 wins. Eliminated. Rays, 99. Out. Brewers, 92, out. The top five regular season records are all out of the playoffs. But hey, everybody's clamoring. Big market, Dodgers, Atlanta. Oh, it's terrible. Well, this is baseball, everybody. This is October. It's parody. What is wrong with it? I mean, seriously, if there is one thing that I would change... And yeah, the Brewers were eliminated in the wild card round, three game series. Remember how everybody was complaining when there was just one wild card game? One, winner take all. You play 162 for one game. How that derailed the Pirates 2014 
2015 seasons. I truly believe in my heart of heart that if the Pirates get out of that wild card or if there was a three-game series, the Pirates would win and the Pirates would have went to the World Series one of those years and maybe won it. I will take that to my grave. I tr- They were built for October baseball. They were built for a series, not one game. I think they would have beaten a Giants team if you didn't have to face Madison Bumgarner every time out there, obviously. If it was just one game, okay, you lose game one. You had the better record, so you host a series. Three-game series at PNC Park, go win the next two. Same thing with the Cubs, which would have been maybe a little bit more difficult, but hey, they were your division rival. They won 97, you won 98 and 15. So how about the little Arizona Diamondbacks? 84 wins, limped their way into the playoffs. They were struggling in August. They were under 500 in August at one point. They have not lost a game in the playoffs. 5-0. and 5-0 and in the playoffs. And it gives me hope. It gives me hope for a potential October in 24. Why not? Look at Arizona. Two top-of-the-line guys in their rotation, Zach Gowan, Merrill Kelly. You believe Mitch Keller is that, right? Paul Skeens, that's why you picked him 1-1. He'll probably be up in May, June at the latest. I would think he might struggle a little bit right off the gate. But by the time you get to September, should be molding into his own. Not saying he's going to be wild 14 strikeouts per nine like he was at LSU, but he's going to be good. So why not the Pirates next year? Why not a young core with a couple of additions? Remember, 2013 team added Russell Martin, A.J. Burnett, brought back Jason Grilly. Pirates, they need a bullpen arm. Need two bullpen arms. Probably need three. You need another starter. Maybe two. You need a first baseman. But, people, this is not that far out of the reach. All you need to do is get in. Get in the playoffs and anything can happen. And that's the case in the Major League Baseball playoffs as Arizona will take on the Phillies, two wildcard teams. Texas, a wildcard team, will take on the Houston Astros. Here we go. Who wants to go to the World Series? Appreciate us next on the fam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.